Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk TV Live, sponsored by Wireless One, where they make great apps at really affordable cost for small businesses, artists, writers, musicians, not-for-profits. So give Simon Bray a holler today. The link is on the episode page. Um, I'm your host, Barbara Barnett. I'm co-executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, where I also serve as a senior TV and film editor, and I'm also proprietress of Let's Talk TV, the TV blog. Um, and we have a fantastic show for you today. Actually, this is an experiment of sorts <laughs> <laughs> with a live in the studio guest. How do you like our studio, Todd? It's very nice. Isn't it great? It's great. Do you like it's the great. green room? It's a very nice green room. The coffee is fantastic. Oh, good. It's like the care. You know, we, we have we have every coffee, all the kind of tea you want. Yum, delicious. Yum, delicious. Okay, cool. Um, Todd is our guest tonight, and Todd is uh, was on The Voice. NBC's Voice, which uh, the show just ended a couple minutes ago, so hopefully a, a couple of you will come on by. Um, and Todd was uh, was eliminated a few weeks ago, but sadly, but, sadly, <laughs> but the person who eliminated him, Nick David, right? now in the top four, which is you know can't feel too bad about you that. You cannot feel bad about <laughs> that. He has blown away the competition. Um, just a reminder: you can get the app. For the show and for the blog on iTunes or on play.google.com, just Google, just search for Let's Talk TV on either of those platforms. Just a few announcements. Uh, December 19th, which is next Monday, our show will be once again with TV blogger Jerry Weaver, who writes about Supernatural for Blog Critics Magazine. And we're going to do a riff on what I call the primetime divine, which will look at how primetime TV handles the tricky subject of God and spirituality. So we'll take a closer look at a few shows, including Supernatural, which she's the expert on, and I just have watched a few episodes, but I'm watching more. Um, The X-Files, the late and great X-Files from the 90s, Eli Stone, Stargate Universe, um, and Battlestar Galactica even, and even House M.D., which has tackled the subject more than a few times. And speaking of House MD, great Hanukkah. Hanukkah is still in progress, or Christmas present. Um, the book Chasing Zebras, the Unofficial Guide to House MD, which is available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, anywhere online, uh, retailers, as well as in pretty much any ebook form you may desire. It's in iBook, it's in Nook, it's in Kindle. However you want it, you can get Chasing Zebras, um, and it's a great present. By the way, happy Hanukkah, Todd. Thank you. You too. Thank you. We're on the uh, third, third night. Third night. I just lit candles before I left my house. Oh, see, we didn't do that yet, and we'll do that <laughs> later. <laughs> so I want to wish a happy Hanukkah or a Chag Urim Sameach to all of our Jewish listeners, um, and a happy Hanukkah. Um, speaking of holidays, December 24th, which is a Monday and January 31st, also a Monday, our usual air night, um, because of Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, I'm not going to be broadcasting on those days. Instead, the show will air on Wednesday, December 26th, and Wednesday, January 2nd, 2013, unless the Mayans get to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone stop talking about that. I know, I know. It's like, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I think I'm going to get T-shirts that say, I survived 2012. (laughs) I think we we should market them. We should have Let's Talk TV, I survived 2012. (laughs) So anyway, for those two shows, as some of you know, I've been doing some writing about Stargate Universe, which I have been evangelizing about for the last year. Um, The show aired on Sci-Fi Network from 2009 to 2011, and I've been raving about it ever since I started watching it a year ago, sadly, after it went off the air. It only has 40 episodes, but it really has risen to one of my favorite sci-fi shows for its intelligence and its dark, gritty realism within the sci-fi universe. It stars the great Robert Carlyle of Once Upon a Time. And anyway, on those two nights, I will be joined for both of those broadcasts by Joseph um, Malozzi, one of the longtime creative minds behind the entire Stargate franchise, and he'll be here to discuss Stargate Universe and whatever else pops into the conversation from the Pegasus Galaxy 
where he seems to be writing from. At least that's what his email said. Uh, but we'll be primarily talking about Stargate Universe. The 26th, we'll be talking about Season 1. And January 2nd, we'll be talking about Season 2. Right now on GateWorld.net, which is the big, gigantic, mega fan site, um, it, they're hosting a Stargate Universe rewatch. So the timing seemed really perfect as that begins to draw to a close. Then... In January, we will have on um, the first Monday after New Year's, we'll have on uh, Gareth Hughes uh, from the UK Once Upon a Time fan site um, to talk about Once Upon a Time as it comes back from hiatus. He was supposed to be on the show next week, but being in the UK, this is in the middle of the night for him, and Gareth is being just a great good sport for agreeing to stay up really, really late <laughs> to be on the show. And, and he, he's actually going to be off for a couple of weeks in January, and so we decided to reschedule uh, that time. And at that time, uh, mid-January, we're also going to be launching our House MD rewatch on here on Let's Talk TV Live on Tuesday nights. So on Tuesday nights, one of the first episodes – we're going to be joined by Bob, Bobin Bergstrom, who played the nurse, the blonde nurse on House, all the seasons it was on, and as well served as uh, the on-site medical advisor for the show. So she's going to be around uh, at least once or twice, if not more. Um, and there are other surprises I'm also working on, especially with regard to Once Upon a Time guests. So stay tuned for that as well. We are just about at 10,000 listeners since we first began this venture less than 10 weeks ago, which is blowing me away daily, weekly, monthly now. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just a reminder, if you want to call in and say hi or just ask a question of me or of our guest, Todd, who we'll get to in a second, the number is 718 718- Three zero five six nine eight two. You can also feel free to Skype on in and say hi, or say hi in the chat room. Um, so you know that's that's all fine too. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest tonight. Todd Kessler is a Chicago-based indie pop, folk pop performer. His pure, slightly countryish voice. Love that that pure country voice, has a really soulful quality that I enjoy, and I'm really picky when it comes to listening to singers, um, and it delights his fans, whether he's as a solo actor with his band, um, The New Folk. And Todd recently appeared on NBC's The Voice, chosen for CeeLo's team, and although he was eliminated um, a few weeks ago in one of the battle rounds, Todd's appearance on The Voice, I hope, has really helped your career. So far, it seems uh, it has. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So we were saying, you know, um, you were eliminated by Dave, Dave Nicholas David. Nicholas David. I Nicholas knew David. I was getting. I'm sorry, <clears throat> Nicholas. <laughs> I really am. Um, so, I mean, are you watching the show? Are you pulling for for him? Or yeah, you know, Nicholas and I became great friends in the process of um, working on our battle. Um, what they condensed down into about five minutes of airtime was actually three weeks. Mm. So we spent a lot of time together in that three weeks, um, not only rehearsing with uh, with the band and with CeeLo, um, but we just, we became great friends. We have a lot in common. And um, in, in, the, in that kind of situation, you're living in a hotel. We were both away from our families. Um, we were just we just really bonded and we 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 just spent a lot of time together and so even though I got eliminated and he and he went on I was rooting for him from the be from the second I left um, and I've been um, yeah a huge supporter of his I vote for him every week I buy his songs on iTunes every week and uh, as soon as I get home after this I will be watching the voice excellent so yeah. have you talked to him at all yes we have stayed in contact. Um, he's been really busy the last couple of weeks. So the last time we spoke was right before Thanksgiving, but um, we have stayed in touch, um, and uh, he's doing great. He's uh, it's last thing he said to me is that it's been just crazy. It's just a whirlwind. It's so um, any chance I get to talk to him, um, I'm happy. It's usually for just a, a couple minutes as he's going from one place to the next. But uh, we do have plans to work together. When his run on the show is over, so oh, wow. in a couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more. So oh, good, good. Yeah. Maybe a project together. That we would be hope kind so. of fun. Excellent, <clears throat> excellent. So 
the four people that are left in the competition, yeah. it will narrow down even further this mm -hmm. week. Um, two are from Team CeeLo. Yes. And two are from Team Blake. Team Blake. So, um, got a question. Oh. So, no, we don't. Oh, I think. I, I have a question. You have a question. Okay. I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my Skype. <laughs> um, we're still connected. Um, so my question is, so you have these four, right, coaches. Mm -hmm. Do they have different styles? Are they looking for something different from the guys that are on their teams? I think so. Um, and they're looking for something different each season. I know um, I'll use Christina Aguilera as an example. The first season, if I remember correctly, she really built her team around strong female vocalists. The second season, she decided to be a little bit more versatile, and she had um, many more diverse people on her team. And then this year, she kind of went back to stacking her team with with, with females. Um, CeeLo, for instance, though, he's so unique in just his approach to music in general that our team was so diverse from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And even seeing who's left, Trevin Hunt and Nicholas David, they're both just completely different singers, completely different styles. Um, and yeah, so I think a lot of strategy comes into the coaches, what what they want on their team and how they think they can win. I mean, they're trying to win too, so. Right, right. So what are their strategies? And that was actually a question I was going to ask oh, you. Great. Thank you for Thank you for bringing up the strategy thing. <clears throat> So what are the different strategies? What's you know, I, I can't speak for them per se, but being on CeeLo's team um, and seeing how he made his decisions in the blind auditions, the battle rounds, and then the knockout rounds, which were the three rounds where he had the choice of who, to keep, who, is, who stays and who goes, he always kind of leans towards the quirky. You know, if it's, if it's between two singers, such as Nicholas and I, who were very different but very strong in a performance that there were no flaws to, he's always going to go with the the one that's kind of a little more left of center. Okay. Um, and in, in my in in the case of my battle, it was it was Nicholas who was a little bit more left of center, not only in his sound and his approach, but his look too, which is something I think CeeLo tends to gravitate towards a little bit. I don't know if you've ever seen him perform, but he wears these crazy. Uh, crazy outfits, you know, he's just kind of a little out there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in fact, when we talked in October, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I said to you, I said, hey, you should have you should have kept those dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, you know. That would have made you a little quirky, um, at least in, a, you know, in an appearance. You know, I, I'm not, just, you know, know, I know but a lot of people said that to me. They, they said, you know, maybe you'd still be there if you still had dreads. And I, I have to, I just have to believe that's not. You could do like the extensions, right? <laughs> yeah. Get one of those crazy hats, Liz. Yeah, if I hadn't buried them already. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the experience? I want I want to know what the experience was like in in being on it, and mm -hmm. now that and when we talked, you had just been eliminated. Right. So we haven't talked since then. So what has it been like since then? So first, talk about what it was like to to be on the voice. Um, while I was there filming it, or while it was on. Like, while my portions were on television. Oh, both. Both. Okay. I'll start with uh, what it was like being there. Um, and I'm going to steal steal something that Nicholas David has been uh, has been saying recently on the show, that it's, it's like being at the best music school money can buy that you would never be able to really go to. Because mm. it's, it's, so, it's, it's so exclusive. Being in that situation, you're being given advice and training by... Um, you know, some of the most famous and and well respected artists in the in the industry right now. And to get that kind of feedback is is unbelievably priceless. The experience itself of being, you know, going to the universal lot every day and being on the sound stage and you know, it's amazing the kind of things you'll get used to. You know, I think one day of the whole team we were together, we were in hair and makeup and I think I said to someone is it weird that I'm totally used to this now? <laughs> like, this is our everyday life, and I'm just kind of used to it. And, you know, it was just really fun. I don't. Know, I mean, I don't know who the listeners out there who have maybe been in any sort of production, maybe in high school or college or something like that, like a play, where you kind of just really bond with the cast because you're together all the time sure. for a short amount of time. Yeah, and yeah. that's what it's like. It really becomes this family 
um, outside of your everyday life and outside of your your real family because you know, we were together so much. Sure. Sure, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And and actually, like, putting on the makeup and also doing all right. that, yeah. it's almost like, you know, it's, it's almost like actors, you know, it's almost like it's an out-of-body experience, you know, yes. in a little bit of a yeah. way. So Absolutely. when you saw yourself on TV, um, you know, it, was it like that? Was it like, are you, you know, are you watching yourself? Or are you watching this, this performer, Todd Kessler? It was a little bit of both, because when you, when it, when it, when, when you see yourself on TV, and I can only speak for me, but when when I saw myself on TV, two things happen. One is you're immediately taken back to those feelings that you're having in those moments when the things were being filmed. And then you're kind of taken aback because you're watching yourself on national television. I've been on local TV, mm-hmm. and, and that was, you know, I thought that was cool. And then seeing yourself on national television is just knowing how many people are watching it was, I think, kind of a, the craziest part of it. How how when you're performing in front of that huge audience mm-hmm. and with all the cameras like in your face and I've been on local TV too yeah um, and I've performed live but mm-hmm. I've never performed on national TV right. so but but I mean how surreal is it to do that I mean you, are you cognizant <clears throat> of the audience can you actually even see the audience um, through the lights and stuff for the yes you can see the audience for the lights. It's different than a live kind of club show or something where the lights are right in your face and you can't really see what's mm-hmm. out there, because for television everything is lit up so well right. that you can see the audience and it's not as big as it seems. I think maybe there's 400 people. In the okay. Audience, which is, depending who you are, big. I mean, for me, I, I don't normally perform in front of 400 people, but I have before, so sure. that part wasn't intimidating. And in fact, it was almost comforting during the blind audition. You know, you've been working so hard for these three or four weeks and with the one goal of getting one of these people to turn around in their seat. Um, and I use the audience as a way to kind of distract myself from that. You know, I just forgot about the chairs in front of me and just focus on the audience as if I'm just doing a regular gig. Mm-hmm. And that really helped. It was a little bit different during the battle round. Um, couldn't see the audience as well because of the just the lighting situation. Um, and you have these four extremely famous people staring at you. <laughs> As opposed to having their backs turned to you. As opposed to having <laughs> their backs to you. Um, and then the, and the other side of, visit, uh, of it was that I was performing with Nicholas. So um, I was really focused on him as well and how we were interacting with each other. As for the cameras, you can't really see them. You, I mean, and even when you can see them, you kind of forget they're there. Because mm-hmm. they just become like another thing in the... Right, part of the scenery. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Okay, so so you talked about being on, and what about, you know, post? You know? Post. Since then, um, I mean, so I would say the week or two afterwards, you know, I got recognized a few times, and, you know, there was, there was still a, a, a good amount of um, publicity happening, mm-hmm. um, national and local, um, but since, you know, my life has kind of gone back to normal, mm-hmm. you know, other than the occasional radio interview. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it, you know, as, I mean, as soon as I got home from Los Angeles, I was back to my regular working life. Um, and as, you know, I went to work the day the show aired and I went to work the day after the show aired. And so um, not much has changed. Things have changed in that I'm using the exposure that, I was afforded to help further my career. Mm-hmm. That does take some time, and things are kind of in the works and sure. things like that. Reality TV time versus real world time is quite different. But um, so I, I definitely, you know, it's been a great experience. It's been a, a conversation starter and a door opener mm-hmm. for sure. Um, we'll see how it pans out in the future, though. It's kind of too early to tell. Yeah, I'm sure that just all takes a lot of time. Yeah, it just takes a while. You know, maybe not even till after the season is over. Oh, for sure not, you know? especially since the holidays are coming up right after the season's over. Um, everything kind of shuts down for a, a little while. So if, um, you know, are you, like, will they call you back to come, like, at the very end and <clears throat> just bring everybody back together? And no. There's been some uh, online talk between all of us questioning, okay, who's going to the finale? Um, do we even get to go kind of thing? And, um I want to say, me being eliminated when I was in the competition, they will not be 
find me out for the finale. Okay. Um, at least if if they do, they better let me know soon because it's next week. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's next week. Um, but no, I um, Team CeeLo was flown out to Las Vegas in October to do something with CeeLo. Okay. It was a Christmas special that aired a couple weeks ago, um, which in fact, uh, you know, the way that it was edited, you barely saw us. But they did end up flying us out for that, and Team Blake is actually on the show tonight. They flew everyone from Team Blake out tonight. Oh, so nice. depending on the coach, mm-hmm. um, it you know there are some perks after after the show, but it kind of de- all depends. So what are some of the sorts of things at this point in the competition mm-hmm. the judges are looking for? You know they've seen everybody <clears throat> perform. It's down to the final four guys. Well, the judges don't get to vote anymore. Right, because it's... But I will say, I really do think their input does influence the viewers. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's got to. Um, What I think they're looking for is um, they want the singers... There's a number of things. They they want the singers to um, retain the integrity of the song, but they want the singer to interpret the song as, as... the artists that they are. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, they also, it's television. They want a performance and they want a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of standing there and doing nothing is not going to go over well, even if you kill the vocal, even if the vocal's great. They, they still do want a show because at this point, you know, we're talking, you know, this is kind of like celebrity status here. You don't become a celebrity from just kind of standing there and singing. You kind of, or I should say, you don't become a pop star <laughs> just standing there singing. Um, so I think um, they're looking for the total package. They're looking for a show, but they're looking for um, the artist to be artists, and they're looking for, really, at the end of the day, a solid vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That does end up being the most important thing. Okay. And, of course, then, you know, everybody votes. and Right, and then everyone votes, and uh, it's, uh, it's kind of wait and see. Yeah, cool. So... I want to talk about your career okay. aside from, uh, okay. and you're going to do some singing for us. Yeah. Right? You're going guitar. to take out your guitar. I and did. Excellent. Um, so what's, what's your genre? What do you like to sing? I call my genre alternative folk pop. Can you be, I love these genres. So, <laughs> if, I would say Wilco meets Paul Simon. Okay. I think that's the, the most succinct way to explain it that's using cool other references that people would maybe understand. Okay, the elevator pitch. Of, yeah, of yeah exactly. You, okay, cool. Um, so um, when you're when you're listening to music, who do you listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of different <clears throat> a lot of different things. Um, obviously Wilco and Paul Simon as you know, I have to use them in the elevator pitch. I, I obviously listen to them. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Glenn Hansard, who's an Irish singer singer songwriter. Um, a new, a newer guy out of London. I'm a bit of an Anglophile when it comes to music. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, this guy named Michael Kiwanuka, one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, I love Bon Iver. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I love so many different things. Um, what are some of like, 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 the funny thing is my favorite album of all time is a David Bowie album, but I don't listen to any other David Bowie. Okay. Um, Growing up, uh, when I started really getting into music, I was a huge Oasis fan. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love the Beatles. Talk about Brit pop, right? Right, exactly. I <laughs> love the Beatles. Um, and then, but I mean, I listen, I'll, I'll listen to almost anything. I mean, my, my, my schooling in music was a classical, a classical um, education focused mainly on kind of modern, contemporary chamber music which opened me up to a lot of different genres and kind of, um, for lack of a better term, weird things. So mm-hmm. I'm open to everything. So yes. where where did you study? University of Illinois. I knew that. I was yeah. just asking you. <laughs> I actually did know that. Which were there? Did you study guitar there? No, I studied composition and theory. Oh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, because their program is really classical. <clears throat> it's classical, and it's also their composition program is very. Um, 20th century heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about like like um, Schoenberg and uh, Cage and things like that. They also have a, a 
big a big computer music department. Right, 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 right. right. They do. Mm-hmm. Which I ne- I never got into, but um, some of my professors were specialists in computer music and things like that. Okay. Um, so I was exposed to a lot of interesting interesting things. Wow, that's yeah. like some of the, some of the guys in like I know the and I know that listeners out there, this is like geeks talking. <laughs> um the in the audio engineering department, like are, that they've got this whole computer music thing down mm-hmm. there cuz our son, my son, uh, mm-hmm. was actually looking into yeah. doing that, yeah. the computer music thing for a little bit. But, but I think U of I has one of the first computers ever built. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it has that. So that that history computer. Yeah. there is is really Yeah, neat. yeah, for sure. So, do you want to take out your guitar and, yeah, and do some stuff for us? Definitely. Um, while he's doing that, I'm going to pitch um, <clears throat> the app again. Uh, reminder, you can get the Let's Talk TV app at iTunes and at play.google.com um, under the name Let's Talk TV. And the app was developed for me by Wireless One. Uh, and Simon Bray here out in the Chicago area, and he is amazing to work with. Um, I was just talking to someone today who who downloaded the app, which is free, by the way, and um, said, and this is a guy who's in marketing, and he says, wow, this is like a really amazing app. Um, You know, how much did it cost you? And I told him, and I'm not going to tell you guys because I'm not going to price out. Let, let talk to Simon, but you can get a link to um, his site um, in the write-up for tonight's show and in every show or on letstalktv.barbarabarnett.com, letstalktv.barbarabarnett.com. Boy, that's a tongue twister, <laughs> which is how you find my blog. And, of course, you can find my blog critic stuff at blogcritics.org, or if you want to just take a look at my writing there, blogcritics.org forward slash writers forward slash Barbara hyphen Barnett. Um, Or much easier if you have the app, all you do is you go and put your finger on BB on BC and you will get my blog critics articles. And if you click on um, blog, you'll get my Let's Talk TV blog. And if you click on podcast, you'll get this radio show and be able to listen to it uh, not live streaming, but you'll be able to listen to it on the rebroadcast. Also, just know that this radio broadcast is also available on iTunes. Just a, an hour or so after it's broadcast, it'll be up on iTunes. And you can subscribe to the podcast either on uh, iTunes or through um, my website as well. So without further ado, Todd, what do you got for us? I was going to play a song off my new album. Super. Called Hallelujah. Excellent. And I guess I'll just play it and then talk about it afterwards if you want. Sure.
Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's great. Um, so you mentioned that you're this trio that you work with, mm -hmm. with a cellist and a, and a violinist. Is, is it, and you're on guitar on it? Yeah. So that's sort of like, you know, this sort of Baroque idea, or no, uh, not so much. No. Baroque rock. Definitely not Baroque rock. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's really just um, the violin and the cello kind of really uh, support the tunes. We don't, we don't go too Baroque. Yeah, my my violin player is um, her forte is a, is as a fiddler. Okay. Um, and my cello player happens to be one of the guitarists in my band too. So okay. So his cello playing is kind of informed from his guitar playing. Okay. Um. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's more of a uh, folky sometimes country vibe. So this is the new folk. Is this your? Is they this are they are both different? members of the new okay. folk. Um. The new folk at our when we're all on stage, it's ten of us. Wow. Yeah. So what instrumentation? So do we you have, have? Um, uh, well, it, it kind of depends. We have my cello player who plays mostly second guitar now, mm -hmm. but sometimes plays cello with the band, um, violin, uh, trumpet and trombone, and then the classic um, electric guitar. Our electric guitar player also doubles as a keyboard player. Our backing vocalist also doubles as a keyboard player. Um, and then bass and drums and myself on acoustic, um, sometimes just vocals. Cool. But we've been doing most shows as a six-piece, so minus the strings and the horns. Okay. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. So do you want to do another piece, or do you, do you want to do, do the real experiment and try something together? Yeah, definitely. Okay, this is unheard of. So, most, so let's see. So let's here I am, through. like, singing with a guy that's been on The Voice. It's pretty cool. Okay, let's get our lyric cheat sheet. Okay, that sounds good. See, we're very informal here at Let's Talk TV. We're having, you know, our coffee and, and some tea and... Get the oh, he's got a, a great big fake book. Yeah, I got my huge fake book. Okay, cool. We're gonna find something good to play. Or I'm not gonna play. I, <laughs> you know, my my guitar is put away. So I thought we would do Imagine because we kind of had talked about that. And, yeah. Um, I tend to you know do things my own way. So okay. I would say just kind of follow. I will. We'll, I will we'll follow. Yes, you are going to take the lead, and I will. So they always forget where the songs are. This is a great Facebook. I like this Facebook. Thank you. This is my. Uh, this is my bread and butter. Yeah, right I'll bet. Yeah, mine's littler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have one of those. It's just smaller. Yeah, this thing is like way too big. Yeah, 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 yeah. So while we're doing this, yeah. um, I'm just just a reminder about next week's show with uh, Jerry Weaver talking about, talk about, you know, good segue because your song, Hallelujah, okay. you know, talking about divine on prime time. Oh, you know? I, wanted to, I wanted to add something when I heard you say that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Have you seen Lost? I've, I've seen some of Lost. Okay, you need to watch Lost. I need to watch Lost. Yeah. Okay. Where can we put the book? Maybe just down here. Um, yeah, hey, we can prop it up here on okay. the, uh, the Let's Talk TV desk. I can just move all this stuff over. And we can put it up here, and we can like take that. the mic right over there. All right. Okay, let me get tuned up. Okay. So um, I will, I, yeah, I have to watch Lost. Um, I tried watching it. I did not get into it. Um, but, but the guys who did Lost also do Once Upon a Time. And Revolution. And Revolution. Which I'm you like Revolution? Oh, we do. talk about Revolution on Let's Talk TV oh, all the time. Okay. And now it's on hiatus until March. Right. So um, that's actually great, and uh, and uh, and Eric Kripke, who created Revolution, is also the executive producer of Supernatural, oh, which wow. we'll be talking about next week. What a small world! Yeah, what a small world! What a small supernatural world! What a small supernatural world! But I will say, with Lost, we uh, first two seasons, we were my my wife and I, we were not into it, but everyone around us was, mm -hmm. and they said, look. They would have lost parties. Like, our friends would have lost parties. They're like, look, you want to come to the lost parties third season? Just catch up. So we did. We rented the the uh, this first two seasons, and we literally did not get off the couch for eight hours watching the wow. first eight episodes. Wow. See, my problem with Lost was it premiered when House did. 
Oh, well, and yeah. so I, but I wasn't writing about house then. Okay. I was just a normal person <laughs> with a nine to five. Well, it wasn't a nine to five right. job. It was like a 70 hour a week job. <laughs> and um, I didn't think about even writing about anything TV related. And I got really hooked into house and I wasn't watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. So, and I had a 70 hour a week job. So it was That's like, wild. okay, how much can you actually watch? So I didn't watch Lost and uh, I, I need to go. It's never too late. I know. All right. So let's do Imagine. Let's, uh, we'll try Imagine by uh, John Lennon and we'll see what happens. Okay. You even dropped your pick. (laughs) I'm a professional. Yeah, well, you know, you have that part of the the professional part, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least it didn't drop into the sound hall. No, I dropped one in there earlier today, though. (laughs) Oh, perpetually, perpetually. Mm -hmm. It's great. Okay. (laughs) So, wow. So, um, anything else? Uh, so, So, the show ends. The voice. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, the voice ends next week. Yeah. And, uh, wow, so that's really cool. Do you want to do another song? I'd love to. What, what should I do? Uh, anything you want. Um, I'll do one from the CD. Okay. I just have to decide which one. 
Can okay. I can I see the CD I gave you? No, no you can't. It's mine. <laughs> it's my CD now. Uh, what did I do with it? Ah. Okay, wait. I can remember the songs on it. I did write all of them. Um, it disappeared. Let's see. I'm trying to think what would be the best thing to play. It's here somewhere. I don't um, know where it went. Well, I'm trying to think what's going to translate the best. Um, so I will play. Uh, there it is. Um, I'll do. Uh, I'll do. Put you in my pocket. Okay. It's like a, it's a fun. A you fun think I, song. I don't think you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say. Um, there is a music video available for Hallelujah. It is on YouTube. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And I actually embedded it into the interview I did with you back oh, in October. Right. So yeah. um, I will post that up and post the link for the... Oh, do you have... Uh, before you do the song, um, do you have a YouTube page? Yeah. Where can um, they find you? It is YouTube.com slash Todd Kessler 82. There's also Facebook.com slash Todd Kessler Music, thenewfolk.net, and I'm also on Twitter at Todd Kessler. That's right, because I saw you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Excellent. <laughs> Let's see. This song's called Put You In My Pocket, and there is a music video coming early next, um, early in 2013 for this one. It's going to be an animated video. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Not being done by me. quirky love song. And so I did. <laughs> so um, I have a question. So yeah. I write. I mean, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. but I am not a songwriter. I mean, it takes a certain... And I'm not a writer-writer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. It is. It's really yeah. different. How do you, like, and I, I'm always in awe um, about, you know, with songwriters, and, and my son writes a, mm-hmm. a little bit, but um, I just, I just, how do you come up with an idea for a song. Um, <clears throat> ideas for songs um, are twofold because there's music and lyrics. Um, musical ideas come from just kind of playing around and experimenting and mindlessly jamming and things like that. Um, unless I have a specific idea. I mean, there, there are songs on the album that were specific ideas. You know, I don't know if it's the same with with non-music writing. Um, or blog writing or whatever, but giving yourself constraints really helps mm-hmm. musically for me. Um, 
for instance, there's a song on the album where I, I said, I'm going to write a song that's in open D tuning that has a melody in the guitar. In the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of, okay, that laid it out for me. Uh, lyrically, ideas um, come from a whole, a whole mess of different places. They either come um, from just kind of personal things, life, you know, itself. Sure. Um, I'm a big reader, so I get a lot of inspiration from, from books and, and maybe movies or, um, you know, listening uh, to NPR or watching the news. You get kind of things like that. You know, current events influence me a lot, too. Um, and then it kind of comes down to creating a story within those then constraints. You know, if, if for example, I have a song on here called Oh Brother. It's the lead track to the record. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that during the 2010 midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And it was this whole thing. It was this, you know, we had two years previous, we had just elected Barack Obama on the, on the, you know, his, his message of hope and unity and, and just getting rid of the bipartisan nature of um, Washington and, and just, yeah, all that stuff. And here we were two years later, and it was back to the same old thing where it was one against the other. And um, to me, that affected me, you know, and I had the idea, you know, how, and I also like to paint a picture with my with my songs. I'm very visual in my lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of came up with a story to express that sentiment, you know, mm-hmm. um, and um and that's that's often how it gives how how it goes. I'll be inspired by something, and then it's kind of creating a story and a visual to go along with that story, and then you kind of just have to fit the words in there. Wow, that's you know it's like a million times I have started to write like a musical because <laughs> mm-hmm. I love theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I'll sit down. I was like, I have an idea for a, a musical, and I'll start writing lyrics, but I can't like I can't get. You have to have, have before before it comes together, there has to be a beginning, middle, and end. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's true. I have a novel, like, sitting there, and and I just finished writing it. Oh, congrats. Thank you. I finished writing the first draft. Now comes the hard part. Right, yeah. But it's right. You know, you have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's the first time I've written anything of that length that that Mm -hmm. actually happened. And But you're right. And But I could not even think about, you know, it's like the music comes first to the lyrics, but well, sometimes it's well, a little of both. It's sometimes a little of both. And, and the the plus side is it's almost as if, you know, if you want to say what you're going to say in as few words as possible. Mm-hmm. So quite different than writing a novel. Right, because you, you want to be you need expansive. To be expansive. Right. And, um, but the challenge can be getting that idea in, you know, ten syllables. Right, or right. Whatever, or whatever the music dictates. It's always really, really impressive to... Thank you, and I'm I'm quite impressed by novel writers myself being such a well. We'll novel see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it has a long way to go. Okay. Okay. How many pages is it? Uh, right now, it's about um, seventy thousand words, but it's growing. I don't know what that means. Seventy thousand words. That's two hundred and twenty-five pages. Oh my novel. goodness! But it's it's as I'm writing it, it's getting because I I'm, I'm adding and I'm right the editing process. Involves adding as well as subtracting. It does. Yeah. It does indeed. We have time for like one more song. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, here's the. Here's yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> my list. I will do. Um, you know, I'll do the song I was talking about, Oh Brother. That would be great. I am so curious. Um, and it, it's it's a little different on the record, but I'll uh, I'll do my best to 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 do it justice. So this is a uh, Oh Brother.
waiting for. Thank you. You all should pick up this album, uh, Sea Fever. Sea Fever. Sea Fever. Um, this is great, and and I love, as I said, I love the artwork on Thank this. You. And you well. can get the artwork if you download on iTunes. Oh right, yeah. uh, and you know what? It's it's great because you can get the screensaver and you can like see oh, all of yours. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what my Mac does. Oh, that, I think that's only if you have a Mac, though, so never mind. If you don't have a Mac. <laughs> but if you don't have a Mac, well, you should get one anyway. <laughs> this is not – see, Apple should be sponsoring this. Right? Show. Yes, they should. Um, so I want to thank you. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, gosh, it was it – was, see, I didn't have to talk for an hour, <laughs> which is – I never have a problem doing that. But this was – but. <laughs> This is great. Um, so lots and lots and lots of success to you. Thank you. Um, you know, and, uh, and and also you're pulling for your uh, pulling for Nicholas David. Uh, what time is it? It's uh, it is now eight fifty eight. So the Central show time. show is just ending. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get home and watch my DVR and see. Yeah, see how did. and vote. Oh yeah, you got to vote. vote. <laughs> oh, of course, you've got to vote. Um, great. Well. Um, I'm just going to wrap up by giving you reminders again um, about next week's show where we're going to talk about uh, the divine in prime time, um, which is, I guess, the season for it. You know, it's the festivals of light and spirit between Hanukkah and Christmas and winter solstice and, you know, all that stuff. And, and it's kind of a good time to talk about that. And we'll maybe we'll talk a little about loss, too. Well, you know, maybe people will write in and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll come in and talk about lost. And maybe Jerry talks about, we'll talk about lost. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about um, along those lines. And so you can dial in every Monday night, except the 24th and the 31st. Um, but you can dial in to the show every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, or 7 p.m., I'm sorry, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. And this is Let's Talk TV Live. <laughs>